I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, what's up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and talk about the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name's Jordan Ferguson. Her name's Caitlin McKinnon. Just just give her a minute, you guys. No, 50% starts Makes sense to nobody listening, and I'm keeping all this in. Say hi, everyone. There you go. Say hello to the people. <laughs> hi, hi, all the people. If this is the best part of your week and you're like, man, I need this in my life all the time, there are a couple ways to ensure you get all the geek down you need. First and foremost, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. Yep. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, where what, we, that's where we live. That's, what, that's where we live. For the moment, venture capital pending. Give us a follow on there. Every time a new episode goes live, you will get a notification. But if you are like... This is too much work. I don't want to go here. I just want it brought to me. We have that covered as well. We do. While you are at SoundCloud, you will see a button with a familiar logo on it that says subscribe. If you click that button, it will take you to Apple Podcasts. If while you are at Apple Podcasts, you want to leave us a rate and review. That would be fantastic. We would love that. When you're done that, you will see another button that says subscribe. Tap that through a series of pneumatic tubes. And magic. A parchment is delivered to your man's. Chauncey Frostilicus the third is that it the third it was Sir Chauncey Frostilicus Sir Chauncey Frostilicus the third MD LLB LLB no to Republic who is the that people wonder because Chauncey has some issues with the whole um you know the royalty thing yes. right um but he is benighted by the people knight of the people yeah and he is waiting willing nay eager to deliver Piping hot, fresh episodes of the Geek Down podcast directly from C&J's Hot Take Emporium into your ear hole. It's true. I just talked to him yesterday. I haven't talked to him. No, he doesn't text you. Ever. No. He likes me because I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Jolly. It reminds him of his old days. <laughs> if you have a problem with any of these procedures and you're like i don't know how to do this explain it to me we have so many ways you can contact us oh my gosh and ask us questions so many you can get us on twitter which is at geekdownpod. you can email us geekdownpod at gmail.com but why would you bother because really none of you are touching cure the australians email game oh man wow i just can we, i want to make a show and i want <laughs> i want her to be the star of that she is the star of her own sitcom set in australia she really is maybe we'll just get kira on one day yeah if you ever come to canada also you could be our th- our third host kira figure out the figure out the time difference we're skyping one day it's happening yeah um she probably just exploded <laughs> uh or we have an instagram we do which is also at geek down pod notable today because i believe when we're done this we're going to take a venture over to the uh to the emporium of curiosities yes that we had talked about last week curio curiosa curiosa yes on queen street which caitlin had uh, a very strong reaction to when i informed her of it it's true also for all of you so all of you know 
It is not a Harry Potter store. <laughs> it's not a Harry Potter store. They carry a number of Harry Potter themed things. And and it would be like a store, like if you were to go down Diagon Alley and you would pop into a store, this would be a store in it's Diagon Alley. a store that Alley. would exist in the Harry Potter world. Because get meta with it, y'all. If you live in the Harry Potter universe, you're not going to go into a store with postcards of like a Harry Potter wanted poster. Right? Though you might see a Harry Potter wanted poster. You might. You might. Depending re- on what time in the world you were at. I'm really hoping I can I can guilt Caitlin into getting me a new setting candle because the one the one that's been sprucing up the joint today is almost done. I probably will. <laughs> because I also enjoy the Kate, scented candle. Kate knows her life has improved when the polybocket has a scented candle. It's true. Not that it, you know, smells in here, but it definitely has a boyness to it. Dudes are rank, y'all. It's true. Um also, the last place we live. Well the last place to get at us. Some of us. Some of us, me, which is most important, yep. and the Geek Down, which is also important, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash Geek Down Pod. I know a lot of people are like, no one goes to Facebook anymore, but we like it. And I go to Facebook. Caitlin goes to Facebook. That's where you want to find her. Listen, y'all had your fill of me. You know I run like 90% of the shit around here, and you're like, there's too much Jordan around here. You want your Kate? Go to Facebook. Yeah. Also... That's where I found out my mom's arm got broken in Barcelona. I'm sorry? Uh, she did not text me or Facebook message me. Your mother um, broke her arm in Barcelona. Yeah. And just like straight up was like, oh, look, cast, Barcelona. Oops. And everyone was like, oh, my God. And then I think. <laughs> Hashtag <down>, YOLO. <laughs> down the messages, Kate's like, which is me, is like, what the hell, mom? <laughs> like, don't, don't tell me. And then I'm like freaking out. I'm like. You know, texting my sister. Has she talked to you? Has she at least contacted you? No, she had not. She just was like, hey, Facebook and the world. And then so I was messaging her on Facebook. Thankfully, she's left-handed and she broke her right arm. <laughs> Good. How, how did she break her arm? Um, she slipped on some grass. <laughs> That's what she says. Her, her daughter's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of things from my mom. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, not having very good balance is one of them. <laughs> I have. Do you see the? Do you see the scrape on my knee? Oh, that's. <laughs> there we go. Jesus Christ! I fell over and I had a chair. <laughs> <laughs> chair is fine. My knee got busted. There's blood everywhere. Oh Lord! I, this is just a mom thing, though. I believe because my mom, <laughs> granted, called me first before she told the world that she had a cancer diagnosis. But I feel like updates to her treatment. Right. Definitely went on Facebook, Facebook. instead of just I telling mean, me. My mom said probably the same thing your mom did. It was just the fastest way to let most of the people know. Yeah. Um, but I was Which like, what I, the hell? I get, but your child <laughs> should probably be told just, first. Just so, like, what if she did this, texted people for a bit, and then they went off to do more touristy things? I wouldn't have been able to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, oh my God, what's going on? Is she okay? Because, you know, you don't probably say everything on Facebook, right? You don't, there are other complications or like, you don't know how severe it is. And though apparently she's on lots of good drugs. So that's what, that's what's most important. It's an upswing. Traveler's insurance guaranteeing she's yeah. properly narcoticized. Exactly. So. Have fun in Barcelona, Mom. She will be back by the time this episode airs. Welcome back, Caitlin's mom. You want to know what else will have happened or is about to happen when this episode airs? Sure. Um, it is the last day of me being 30. Oh, that's right. Caitlin will have had a birthday by the time. No, no. This will air and then my birthday will oh, be the next day. Air before the day before your birthday. So you guys have lots of time to wish me happy birthday. <laughs> 
And um, <clears throat> I expect that some people will wish me a happy birthday. Why are you staring at me so intently? I'm not. I'm just staring at... Um, what, I'm not going to stare at my microphone. <laughs> they can't see me stare at them. Wish, Caitlin, we'll, have to get a ha- we'll try to get a hashtag going. Yeah. On the socials. Yeah. I'll definitely guilt everybody on Twitter into wishing Caitlin happy birthday. I am fully prepared for my birthday next month to hear nothing because I'm not going to have Facebook. Crickets. So... People won't know. Nobody's going to know. People I love. People who are important in my life. Caitlin, when's my birthday? Uh, November... See, there's six you November birthdays. 18th? Not even in the right month. Eight, what? October. Sorry, <laughs> October. Uh, was it 18th? I'll, I'll give it. You were off by one. So 17th? Nope. 16th? No. 19th? <laughs> You're off by one, <laughs> and it wasn't 17th. <laughs> 19th. Yes. I knew it was, sorry, uh, I knew it was late October. I've got tons of birthdays in November and September, and then there were two in October, and you guys are right next to each other. Well, Caitlin, Caitlin passes. Hashtag real friends. Um, yeah, but I'm prepared to hear, like, nothing. I'm, I'm getting the fuck out the city. Are you? For my birthday weekend. You're going to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm gone. I'm going, going back to the homestead. Hunker down. Um, <laughs> get a big warm blanket. Yep. Some cocoa. Oh, cocoa. Yeah. <laughs> turn, turn my phone off. <laughs> Just me. Me, the parents. Some dogs. That's Mis- nice. Mr. Malash. Yeah. His <laughs> insane child <laughs> who loves butts. <laughs> He is his uncle's nephew. <laughs> uh, any like any butts in particular, or just all butts? No, uh, his mother's apparently greatly enjoying pointing at his his mom's butt and just going bum bum <laughs> bum bum. Which is also how he says burn. So they're not exactly sure if <laughs> if he's just wishing he was on on the farm or or, or, or just pointing at butts. Thinks butts are funny. Yeah, I hope for the latter. Butts um, are funny. Butts are funny. That's the most exciting things that are happening in my life because I work all the time and did nothing resembling fun. Um, I went to a bridal shower, uh, a wedding shower, I guess they're called. Mm. Wedding shower. Yes. Yesterday. Somewhere up north. It was two hours away from Hamilton. So, God, I'm from Toronto. I have no idea where that is. There was lots of farms. We were on a farm. Uh-huh. Like a real farm. Like they like they have corn like and wheat m- and moo cows soy and, and pigs and um, well they don't they don't have that kind of farm. Sometimes they feed cows. Um, it was very interesting, um, and we were talking a lot about um, like cities and how um, I was like I'm not going to move from Toronto because yeah Toronto because I'm from Toronto so that's how you are when you're live in Toronto. And then I moved out and I was like yeah Toronto's not that great. I mean it's great but it's not that great. Um, and how they come to like Hamilton. They're like, wow, this is such a big city. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't be silly. Um, how, what's the yeah. population? 200,000? In Hamilton? Yeah. No idea. All right. <laughs> it's sort of, it sprawls a little and it keeps on growing. Are you going to look it up? Yes. Because you need to know. We have the technology. Uh, about half a million people. Half a million people. Apparently. And but I think. It has like three numbers on here. Yeah, because there's probably like the... Which it's apparently from half a million to three quarters of a million people. Yeah, because it is like Toronto. It used to be one place and then they conglomerated mm-hmm. and it got a whole bunch of other places. And depending on where the lines are that you draw. Also, a ton of people have just flooded in recently. Yes. They're all from Toronto. Yep. Because um, they're like, we can't afford to live in Toronto, which is an ongoing problem. Um, so yeah, so they've come to Hamilton. <laughs> Is that it? I have no segue. You have no segue. No, talk about the bridal shower uh, somewhere. Uh, 
anyway, so uh, bridal showers are fun. You get to eat lots of, lots of yummy things mm-hmm. um, and get to drink tea. And I have a lot of stuff in my bag. <laughs> it's one of the games. You have to they give you a list of all the things and if you have them in your bag or not. And I had a lot of things. Caitlin had everything. I did not. I did not win. You're carrying that giant backpack you always carry. I got third, third place. Third. Yeah. There are two people which, with much bigger bags. One of them being the bride. I say bigger bags or more girly shit. In it. No, it wasn't even girly shit. It, be, it was like string, and I did have safety pins. Um, <laughs> I was surprised at myself. I was like, oh, safety pins. Um, <laughs> And it was like garbage and a receipt and a ticket and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, there were some things I, I, I didn't have. Deodorant and like stuff that you would carry as a as a woman, but also just as a person if you had a bag. <laughs> as a person. I carry a bag. A pen, a notebook. You may have done very well. You might not even realize it. A band-aid. The ti- would the tiny notebook count? I'll give it to you. <laughs> like, so generous. You know what? Point five. Point five. <laughs> Love you, tiny notebook. <laughs> Point five for the tiny notebook. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was that was fun. And there was a baby. Oh my gosh, I oh, almost got the baby. <laughs> uh, I had I told the baby that um, I had to do the toe tax. The, ba- just... the baby cannot understand you. It's a baby. No, it totally understood. And then I pinched its toes because that's the toe tax. I didn't seem fine with it. You are so weird. <laughs> tiny little toenails. Oh, bitty. God. Tiny. Gross. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was super slobbery, too. It was great. Yeah. I'm very fussy. <laughs> it was great. I loved every second of it. Uh-huh. Anyways, so, um, yeah, I kind of love weddings and things surrounding weddings. Um, if you have a wedding and you want me to come to it, definitely invite me because I'll come. I have two weddings next week, next month. Two of them. Two of them. So, yeah. I was invited to a wedding. Then I didn't go. A lot of people just are like, I can't afford or I don't want to come to your wedding. I was like, homeboy, it's your wedding or getting the F out to go see my parents. and Hunker down. Hunker down. And I can't afford to do both. So sorry, homie. You will, yeah. have, you will have a better time. You, know, you will have just as good a time without me there at your wedding. And I will definitely not have a better life if I don't go. So home. I... I think I've talked about this before on the show. I have one dress that I wear to every single wedding. So every single wedding is me in this dress. Like all the pictures from all, it's Chris and I in the exact same outfits. It's fantastic. I actually kind of love it. Um, and it's going to continue until the dress has a hole in it or I do something horrible to it. <laughs> you don't even march Simpson it up. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't sew. <laughs> Come on. Um, I mean, if I could use probably that, like, double-sided clothing tape <laughs> and change it up a bit, but... So just the hemline or something? No, but it's, uh, I'm, I love it. I love the dress. It looks great on me. But every single wedding, it's the nicest thing I own. Is it the black one? Yeah. With the lace? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it, you know. <laughs> even I know the dress. Yeah. So sometimes we have a hard I time... I think I've only seen it in photos, but even I know the dress. Well, sometimes we have a hard time figuring out, um, which wedding the picture's from <laughs> until... <laughs> Until we measure Chris's hair. See, your correspondent's hair. It's like, if it was, like, shaved, it was this wedding. If it was, like, a little bit longer, it was this wedding. Um, So that's how we tell. Good times. Good times. Yeah. So, speaking of good times. Caitlin doesn't want to talk about news because nothing interests her today. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. I just, I read through it and I saw some stories and I was like, eh. I wasn't really excited by any of it. 
It's not a very exciting uh, week, but we can run through a few things. It's just like mediocre. Quickly. Um, so Blade Runner 2049 will be coming out. Yeah. I don't remember when. Um, this is the sequel to Blade Runner as they just try to milk Harrison Ford for <laughs> cameos of all his <laughs> classic performances while, they, while he's still here to do it. Yep. Um, so he's going to be doing a Blade Runner sequel directed by Denis Villeneuve, I believe. And starring Ryan Gosling, but they are doing uh, a few prequel projects to try and flesh out the world a bit. And one of them is a anime short by Shinichiro Watanabe, who is the guy behind Cowboy Bebop, Kids on the Slope, uh, Samurai Champloo, basically all your favorites. He did them. And he will be doing this. It's going to be airing on, I believe, Sony Japan's YouTube channel near the end of the month. No idea if it's going to be accessible in North America probably not subtitled but i mean it'd probably be because if it's for blade runner i would think like they're not gonna hoard this just for um you know the japanese market when your larger markets are just sitting there and they're making good like just north america bringing stuff over from other places is really trying to do that like netflix right they've Mm -hmm. got they know we love the Japanese stuff and the, the South Korean <laughs> they, stuff. They know. They're like, we know. We know. We know you love it. Um, so they're really trying to put, build that groundwork. Um, so that'll be out there in the world. Speaking of Netflix, that was another story I saw in passing. Apparently, they, they have no regrets about spending $6 billion developing properties this year. $6 billion? $6 billion. That is what Netflix has spent on original programs. So then do we think that they are making close to that? No, they're in crazy debt too. Remember, I didn't know. Yeah, that story came out a while ago. They're like, they're, I don't remember. They're that. like, <laughs> I don't know math. This is what, this is why I don't own a business. <laughs> but it's like they're like four billion dollars in debt, but spent six billion on developing like content. So that could mean that they're hoping to make more. Yes, right. It's all, it's all building the library. Yeah, they have to build the library because as other studios start slowly and quietly pulling their stuff because they don't want to make their own Netflix and get you spending $10 a month on the Disney one or the Sony one or the CBS one or yeah. blah, blah, blah. This is actually why, you know, Canada may win out in the end because those deals don't necessarily apply. Like Crave is the only other. We don't have Hulu in Canada. We don't nope. have a lot of these other services. It's like Netflix and Crave. That's like it. Yeah. Um, and everything else, and I hate to say this, but everything else can be pirated or streamed. What? What is pirating? What are you talking about? Yar. What? <laughs> what is that? We don't do that. We don't know anything Ever. about that. We always support every industry. But listen, y'all screw us over a lot because we live in Canada, and if you do... Oh my God, yeah. Meh. Um. So yeah, but <laughs> at the same time while saying, it's like, eh, we don't regret spending $6 billion, um, they also were like, the purse strings might be closing. A right. little bit. Um, and they had, they didn't mention specifics, but said they had, you know, passed on some stuff as well. So it's not just like, Netflix Everything. is at the point now where something goes up like every week and I don't even know it exists. Yeah. Like. They got to do a better job in marketing. There was an Adam Scott show or something or a movie with Adam Scott that's on there. I oh yeah. Like the I think I saw that. Vampires or zombies or something. I don't know. I don't even something know what like it was. that. Um, what's amazing is like, Netflix just doesn't like show you stuff. Like, sometimes I like to go on my dad's profile. Yeah. To see, you know, what, what dad's been watching. It's all like, uh, you know, yard sale find and rummaging shows. I'm sorry. There is a yard sale find y- show? Yeah. Netflix, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they ain't telling you. But my dad found them. How? Because <laughs> they're all on my dad's homepage. I'll send you links later. 
This is amazing. Back, back, back road something. And yeah, definitely like a yard. This is a show just about finding. It's like storage words, but just about like finding shit at yard sales. That is amazing. There's like no competition. It's no stress. It's just people finding things at yard sales. I hope, <laughs> I hope that's what it is. This makes me so happy. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Caitlin will report back in a future update. <laughs> I will. How the Netflix yard sailing shows are. Netflix, despite being, you know, the $4 billion in debt or whatever that we heard about a few months ago, regrets nothing and thinks they're doing just fine. And Money for you and money for you, but money not for you. Not for you. So maybe Netflix would pass on a show that we develop just because it's Netflix. <laughs> we might actually have to put some effort into <laughs> it. Start. But listen, there, there will be another. Amazon's going hard now. That's the other one. It's true. I don't have a... I don't have a story to refer to necessarily on that, but I did was listening to a podcast where a, one of the hosts who's just started dipping his toes into like teleplay writing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked on Legion and he's been, you know, he takes meetings at other places and he was like, I'm not going to tell you who said it, but I definitely heard the phrase. Yeah. Money's not really an issue. Oh my gosh. And Amazon. It's probably Amazon. Um, speaking of Amazon, I, Finally, we finally finished the last episode of American Gods. Oh, yeah. We I guess we just sort of forgot. We got distracted and walked away and forgot about it. And we were like, "Hey, we haven't finished the last episode of American Gods." So, American Gods. I don't know. You watched every, all of it. So, I guess we're going to updates, y'all. Uh, well, we can come back. You know, we can change it up a bit. You know how much American Gods I've watched? How much? Not a frame. Seriously? Yep. But you have access to it. Yep. It's just th- sitting there. Yep. Oh man. Well, I don't want to talk about it now. What if I give it to you? I don't care. I read the book. Like, yeah, yeah, it's different. <laughs> it is different. Um, Last we heard, you were you were uh, on you were among the many who were of the critical consensus that it's a glorious mess. It is a glorious mess, but I think now it kind of knows that. Like, <laughs> it definitely starts to know that it's a glorious mess, leaning into its own glorious messness. Yes, and it becomes. It, it's it's good. They start to like pull things together, and they left it in a place where I definitely like. Oh, I can't wait for next season. Mm. Right? They only do such a small part of the book that I'm like, oh, I can't wait till next season. I think they did a good job of making people interested in what's coming up next and where the show can go because it's obviously proved that it does things differently and it can both story wise and cinematographically. <laughs> cinematic cinematically there we go there we go um so yeah they can they can do things a little bit differently and uh and i'm interested what they do with the rest of the story so yeah that's my take on it um yeah like i even i haven't seen any of season two of preacher like oh my gosh so much i have not watched so much um you know what i did watch though what the deuce (laughs) what's the deuce this is one of the things this is the thing so okay y'all the thing I, the thing Caitlin ended up getting this week was like the third selection, okay. Which I'll go into further detail about when we get to it in the second half of the show. Um, but first, I was so excited because I thought I was going to give you the deuce. Right. This is the thing I asked you about. Like, can I give you something if it's only one episode's out, but it's like ninety minutes long? Yes, and I said yes. Um, and then I watched it, and I was like, we know Caitlin has complicated reactions to things like sex depicted on screen. Mm-hmm. And the longer this show went on. On the one hand, she'd be super happy at the just sheer amount of penis all over the place. <gasps> so much penis? A lot of penis. Really? Yeah. Like a good ratio? I'd say equal, if not more. <gasps> really? A lot of penis. Ooh, okay. Um, 
but also had some like pimp shit and some like Ooh, and like sexual violence stuff. Not even sexual, but just like violence. Pimps being pimps, uh-huh. um, cutting her armpit. You don't want to scar, right? She got a, she got a cell. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, so basically, what this is is the Deuce is the new show from David si- David Simon, who was the man behind the wire and yeah. Treme and Generation Kill. And Show Me a Hero, which I still have not seen, but I've heard it's great if you love bureaucracy. Woo! I love bureaucracy. Um, what, what, what was that show called? I'm taking <laughs> show, a note. Show Me a Hero. Show Me a Hero. Okay, got it. It's about urban planning in the 70s, I think. <gasps> so it is unfair to say the deuce is like, oh, it's the next David Simon show, because it's really a partnership beca- between him and George Pelicanos, the crime writer, okay. who worked on The Wire as well and worked on a bunch of other things, kind of always has worked with David Simon. On his projects, a lot of the people we know and love from The Wire, um, like Richard Price and a, f- and a few other people, crime novelists, are involved in The Deuce as well. And they made a conscious decision. These episodes have not aired yet. Like, only the first episode has aired. But right. we do know that uh, Megan Abbott and Lisa Lutz, I believe, okay. another couple of crime writers, uh, have yeah, been involved. Yeah, I was going to say Lutz sounds really familiar. Been involved as, are involved as well um, in a conscious effort to try and broaden the writer's room a little bit. Oh, good. So this takes place in the early 70s in New York, and it's specifically about Times Square in the 70s, as porn really started to kind of explode. And because it's David Simon, it's not just about porn titillation, it is about labor and capital, and yeah, viewing that through the lens of, in this instance, uh, sex work. It has James Franco playing twins. Really? Yes. Huh. And... It's not crazy, James Franco. Dude's just acting, and it's great. Really? Yes. Huh. Maybe Caitlin gets the deuce next week. We'll see. <laughs> but, Maybe. Um, but it was around the moment where Maggie Gyllenhaal, who plays your like uh, prostitute without pimp, right? Um, the independent contractor, as it were, um, where she basically services a like you know eighteen question mark okay birthday boy yeah and you know you want if you want to know what how this show goes about it so you know the kid like 30 bucks oh the 70s oh the 70s oh inflation uh 30 bucks for a tumble with with uh meg gyllenhaal she takes him upstairs um does the old oral application of the prophylactic right and that was a very elegant way for me it to was, say that. It was really well done. Off the dome, people. <laughs> you, you know how I do. And as she gives the oral application, uh, homeboy basically like pops immediately. And Maggie's like, cool. Bye. <laughs> and he takes issue with this. You know, right. He's kind of pouting a little bit. It's like, you know, you didn't really like do anything. Like, just doesn't seem fair. And she's like, what does your dad do? It's like he sells cars. So the guy who comes in and knows exactly what he wants, he's done all the research himself. He just comes in, points, I want that one, writes a check, hands it over, and drives off with the car. Versus the guy who comes in and has to check everything out and take three cars around for an hour test drive apiece and before finally deciding on what he wants. Should the guy who took less time pay less? Yeah. And kid's like, mm. she's like, this is my job. I'm running a business. That's how economics works. And then ultimately she takes pity on him for, <laughs> they work out an agreement. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say what it is because okay. you, you might get the show, but it's, it is humorous. All right. And they work out the agreement 
for him to have another go. Uh, it's beautifully shot, looks gorgeous, like, and you know it's got that just dialogue, lots of representation, very diverse cast. Good. Uh, Black Thought from the Roots was in there, and granted, they're all playing like pimps. Yeah. Uh, the guy who played D'Angelo Barksdale on the wire is in there playing a cop. Uh, there are a few threads. Who knows how they're going to tie together? It's really James Franco trying to make something of himself. His brother is a gambler who's you know really in debt and it's interesting i guess and i just just realized this just occurred to me as i was thinking of it but like he's got a few jobs his marriage is falling apart he's like fucking i'm moving out of queens and he moves uptown into some like you know nightly apartment type of thing like Times square was awful like oh yeah you go now and it's like shiny glittery capitalism not a candy wrapper on the street but it was awful in the 70s so he's in this terrible apartment building and he works at like a Korean restaurant, I think. Okay. Um, he tends bar in a couple places. One of them's a Korean restaurant and he figures out that, you know, he's trying to get business going and he basically kind of puts the girls in leotards one night or asks the waitresses to like walk around in leotards one night. Yeah. And suddenly the place is bumping and it's amazing watching a pimp walk in and being <laughs> like, man, what the fuck? This is my, <laughs> this is. This is my end of the night chill out spot. Like, what the hell's going on? All these uptown people doing here, um, and you know, so he's also realizing he's also had a taste of like, the capitalism of exploiting women, right? Um, but the women are not just like props in the show as well. Anyway, only the pilot is out. It's not really how we do things around here, even though it's an exceptional pilot. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Maybe, maybe Kate gets that later on. Maybe it'll have better luck than uh, the night of. <laughs> Maybe, because that was horrifying. Not as stressful the night of. So Kate didn't get the deuce. No. Um, and she did not get Tatami Galaxy. Tommy Galaxy. Tatami. Tatami. Like the mats. Oh, okay. Tatami um, Galaxy. Which was a show that I'd never heard of, mm-hmm. and it started last week. People were very excited that Crunchyroll picked it up again. It's an For older Ellie? show. Um, is one of the. One of the shows that aired on Fuji TV's Noitamina block, as was the thing Caitlin did get this week. Okay. Noitamina apparently is the place to go if you want shit that isn't, you know, magical girls or kids in high school trying to be the best Ugh. sort of thing. Um, and yeah, everybody was really excited about the Tommy Galaxy coming back. It's like, oh my God, it's on Crunchyroll again. You got to watch it. I said, well, let me check this out. Uh, number one, the show is ugly. Oh, really? You How w- ugly? You watched some of it. What? Tommy Galaxy? Yes. I did? Yes. When did I watch it? The show that was too fast. Oh, geez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why is it so fast? Number one, the show is ugly. Did you think the show was ugly? I don't know. It was going by so quickly. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Um, it uses like a com- like it uses like a combination of like photographic backgrounds. The animation style, the character designs are real weird and not traditional anime style. Um, and the dialogue is so fast. Oh, you and guys don't have any idea. the subtitles are whipping by so fast. And I'm like, well, this could be interesting to talk about because it's new and people are really excited about it. But holy shit, this is fast for me. Let me, let me have Caitlin watch like two minutes of it and see, see what she comes back with. Because I thought, I thought FLCO was going to be too fast, but you were, you were down yeah. with that. Yeah, within like an hour. I get a message back from Caitlin like, why is it so fast? Like, honestly, I thought maybe someone had sped it up. <laughs> Because it was so fast. And I'm good at reading and watching. Like, I'm, I'm a fast reader, especially when it comes to subtitles. But this was, this was ridiculous. Yeah. I'd actually, I'd literally have to stop it and read and start it again. 
And I mean, it's doing, as far as I can tell, it's doing something interesting, basically. And just our narrator, who I don't think is ever named, um, gets to college. He never really had any friends or romance in high school, but he gets to college and he's like, this is the time. This is where I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to, what does he keep calling it? I'm going to have the rose colored college life. I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm going to make a hundred friends. It's going to be great. Right. And basically the show goes completely community remedial chaos theory. Okay. We're like, it's only 11 episodes long. And for like at least eight of them, it is the story of him joining a different club every. So the first one, he joins the tennis club. Right. And in the second one, he joins the film club. And I think that's the only, they only got to like the first three, right. um, first three episodes. And the same things always happen. He meet the, he meets this guy named Ozu who looks like a demon. Basically okay. he's drawn to look like as such, he's got fangs. He's got a weird like onion shaped head. <laughs> um, and they are basically both rejected by whatever club they're in and they basically brand themselves as black cupids i believe they call themselves okay their lives missions are to like get in the way of love sort all right of thing. um and i think yeah for like eight of these shows 11 episodes at least it's like the same mistakes keep repeating and like that's what it's about it's about you know how you will always make the same mistakes unless you really try to change yourself sort of thing but uh yeah so fast <laughs> and ugly the show is ugly. ugly. It has like no color. Like it's like, Ugh. or uses like one color, like a filter, like an Instagram filter over the entire. It's, sure, it's great. It's an uh, animation technique. Sure, that's interesting. But it's like these things are like twenty five minutes a pop. Like, and I was gonna say if you don't if you don't take some satisfaction in watching it, like yeah. the whole time you're like, uh, then yeah, that's not. It's not gonna be you're not gonna be able to sit through it at least i'm not going to be able to sit through it so thank you for not giving it to me hey well i, I was courteous enough at least to be like yeah check this out see if you can hang Caitlin was like i don't want to hang i don't <laughs> so, want to hang it's like cool you don't have to i don't think i want to hang either yeah. uh yeah those were really the only two things i got to this week did you watch anything else fun i did actually i watched the first episode of son of zorn which is on netflix oh yeah it's an older show um yeah, I don't know where it's from, but it was on Fox, I guess, maybe? Was it or wasn't? No, I guess Adult Swim shit doesn't really come. I, I have no idea. Um, it's, it's, so, Son of Zorn, it blends live action and animation. So, um, Zorn, who, who's the main character, is basically, a, he's basically He-Man, but like a really um, ridiculous 70s macho version of He-Man. Mm-hmm. And he comes back to sort of what you would call like the real world to like our world to to see a son. Um, And it's sort of like hilarity ensues kind of, except there's a lot of like sexism and racism and just, I don't, I don't think I can. There were all the things we love. There were some things that I did find funny and I wanted to that. I wanted the show to do that more. Mm -hmm. But Zorn is an unlikable character, right? He's he's very much like uh, the boss from, um, oh, The Office, right? Ah. Like, he's just keeps on doing... Oblivious. He, oblivious and, and doing things that you're just like, ugh, why? And he's gross. And yeah, it's not... Again, there are moments that were fantastic, and I wanted the show to do that more, but it just kept on going back to, to, uh, to the other type of joke. And I was just like, eh... I don't really, eh, I don't really like it. It's not good. I've also been reading, 
I'm not very far into it, but uh, I was I was given a gift by uh, Chief Brown correspondent Kaim Dar. He just found it at a used bookstore. Ooh, and bought it for me. Uh, called Beautiful Fighting Girl by Saito Tamaki, uh, which basically looks into the archetype of the beautiful fighting girl in anime and manga, which is everything from Sailor Moon to Nausicaa to Cutie Honey. Basically, um, I, I believe he views it through the lens of Lacanian psychoanalysis. Yeah. Yay! That Yay! sounds fun. That does sound fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Beautiful Fighting Girl has been both hailed as a feminist icon and condemned as a symptom of the objectification of young women in Japanese society. Tamaki argues that the Beautiful Fighting Girl is a complex sexual fantasy that paradoxically lends reality to fictional spaces she inhabits. So, Kaim knows I like to deep dive, so he's like, hey, it's got Rei Ayanami on the front from Evangelion. <laughs> it looks, for, looks real deep, so I'll give it to Jordan. Um, speaking of deep diving, yeah, guess who's... Uh, all the way up to the last episode of Dissect. <laughs> That's right. I got, I got a Facebook message the other day that was like, so uh, Kanye West. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Caitlin responds with, he might uh, he might be pretty good at this this whole music thing. <laughs> um, like, yep, yep, he might, Kate. So I think... What, what is keeping you interested in Dissect? Um, the, the actual dissecting of each song. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple issues, though. Okay. Um, the first is, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Cole Kuchna. Kuchna. Um, he has gone back to the same things too many times. Like, mm. oh, like the, uh, VMAs or whatever it was. The, what is it? Something music awards? MMAs? VMAs. No, VMAs. Yeah. Um, the, the fact, uh, Kanye's mom died and, um, his fiance, them breaking it off. Yes. I understand those are all impactful things, but we've talked about them so much and he literally brings them up <laughs> like seven times an episode and the same phrasing. And I don't, people are going to come at me. I don't know that Kanye is a genius. Very, very good at this whole music thing. Absolutely. A genius. Mm, I have problems with that. <laughs> I don't think he's a genius. I think he is unbelievably talented and has done amazing things and has left a massive wake um, in what he's created for other artists to come into. But yeah. And like everything with Kuchna, like everything he talks about is like, this is genius. That line is genius. And I'm like, that line is good, but it's not genius. Um, I'm not caught up, caught up, but I do remember one of them might have been the power episode where he acknowledges that like people are going to think he's reaching on some of that. Yeah. And that even because he, what he, what he's doing basically is he's writing an essay, but in podcast form, he's like new, new criticism. Well, I guess, I guess he's not, cause he's not just saying this is what's here on the album. So it can mean whatever we want. He does. He firmly believes that the events of Kanye's life are a reason for why the album sounds like it does. And goes, so, I, so from, from a like, you know theory standpoint i don't know the exact school he's working in but that no that's and that's fine and he can make those arguments i like the dissecting of the music more and talking about the lyrics i don't like as much the and this is why he does this right um it's because he's really sad about something and at this point every single song is about um him and his relationship to fame Mm. And it's kind of like, uh, maybe a lot of the album, but not 
every single song. That's kind of boring. I think that also has somewhat to do with um, the way he's chosen to group the album, the songs as well. Um, he announced when he started that like the first batch was going to be dark. Yeah. So they're probably yeah. So there's probably going to be some some repetition there as well. But and and we'll see. I keep on listening because I really like him dissecting the songs, and I love when he talks about the the music in the songs the you know this is what this chord is and this is what he does here and this is how he's layered it and this is the samples he's used that is just i love it give me more of that him talking about how every time he mentions a female it's his kanye's creativity uh eh, not really there for that you can skip over that part you don't care about kanye you care about the music I care about Kanye as a person. I hope he's okay and that he's enjoying <laughs> life with Kim and his baby. And he has a second baby now? Two he's babies? got two, yes. And I think that's great. And I'm sure his mom would be very proud of him. Like, I wish him all the best as a human being. <laughs> but I'm not here for, like, the Kanye that's all like, I'm a genius and I am, like, Jesus. But now, and, like, I have had the most impact of anyone in the 20th century. I'm like, eh. You sit down, Kanye. Sit down, Kanye. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, glad you're still enjoying it. I am. Uh, it did occur to me that there was one one other thing I watched yesterday outside my usual, because Saturday is anime day. San- Saturday is anime day? I really do Saturday morning cartoons, yeah, because that's where Recreators drops on Saturdays. <gasps> that's amazing. And My Hero Academia drops on Saturdays as well. Still. Still. Still tagging along. Still. Yeah. Guess what next episode's called? What? Katsuki Bakugo Origin. Boy, oh. sign me the fuck up. I, you know what? I gotta write this down because I want an update specifically on that episode. Also, there's like the one token pervy character in there. Great. Uh, and Amelia is not about it. A lot of Twitter is not about this character. At um, least Twitter's kind of coming around. <laughs> well, I live in a Twitter filter bubble filled with dirty feminists and. Yeah, I know we're the worst. Oh God! Once again. My actual Twitter compared to the Geekdown Twitter, night and day. I love it. I love it. I go on my actual Twitter and it's like the Washington Post telling me the world's on fire. And I go to the Geekdown Twitter and it's like Amelia live tweeting her reaction to Netflix Death Note. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm just going to stay here. Um, oh, and Made in Abyss drops on Friday. So sometimes I watch that on Saturday mornings as it well. It is Saturday morning cartoons. I got like, like two hours of anime to watch like every, every Saturday. That's amazing. Um, but one thing I checked in on. That I hadn't in a while. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Super. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that for a while. Um, the great thing about Dragon Ball Super is it's a show for children. So I can hop in anywhere and just be <laughs> like, let me know what happened. And watch like the 15, like just 15 minutes of the show. And you're like, good, I'm done. Um, but because they're doing this like giant battle royale tournament type thing with the fates of all the universes. Right. Hanging in the balance. They are really taking time to like. There's an episode that was just about Master Roshi, like, fighting, like, oh. three people. Um, there was an episode with a couple episodes with, like, Piccolo and Gohan. I love Piccolo. Everyone loves Piccolo. He is, like, literally, like, just adopt Gohan. Goku, you don't care. Like, just, yeah. you're the worst dad ever. Worst dad. Piccolo is dad goals. Goku is, like, meh. Meh. Um, Deadbeat. So, yeah, there were a couple episodes about Gohan and Piccolo, and then Chen had a, Chen Shinan had a moment in one of those as well. Cool. 
Um, so I'm yeah, I'm, Dragon Ball with me is like I'm always about the second secondary characters. You know, I'm not yeah. here to watch Goku go go God level and save the day. Yeah. Goku's the fucking man, 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 man fuck you. Uh, <laughs> fuck Goku and fuck you. Um, not enough Android 17 though, or 18. Which one's the, which one's the woman? Um, I don't know. Someone, I, someone mentioned something about her on some news. A lot of people are excited. No, there's a twenty. There's a new one. That's oh just yeah, come out, twenty one. I think. Oh, okay, so that's how I got confused. Um, I was like, I know there's some female android. I think she's been out for a while. And someone else was like, No. I don't know if there's a new movie or something they're doing or what. But no, basically, <laughs> whatever they've made is just to have more than one female in the new fighting game that's coming out. Yay! More <laughs> than one female. It's android seventeen or nothing. Or nothing. Great. Android 21. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. Listen, nobody needs to watch Dragon Ball Super week to week. But if yeah. you have any any affection for the property in your life at all, it's you can dip in once in a while. Cool. Yeah. And the only other item of note that I thought was interesting on the news, we are just all over the place this episode. But That's what? okay. You know what? People love us. Whatever. Y'all, y'all love keeping it keeping it easy breezy. And keeping it different, right? Um, is the uh, Apparently, the Lego movie will be all about gender roles. Really? Yes. That is interesting. It's going to be... So Lord and Miller are not directing it, but they have taken a role and they have written it. Right. Um, with this other guy, Chris McKay. And it is going to pick up from something we both enjoyed from the Lego movie. Go back and listen to that episode. It was only like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, which is where the Duplo blocks yes. invade. Um, it is going to deal with the Duplo invasion and is... A, there will be more female characters Ooh. in general in the movie. That's good. And we'll talk about things like the gendering of toys and how girls play versus how boys play. And I mean, the gendering of toys is A, ridiculous, and B, something we love to make fun of at Major Canadian Retailer all the time. It is. It's so ridiculous. Like when we get the exact same thing in, like a scooter or something. Yeah. But the one for girls is, you know, pink and purple or something, and the one for boys is blue. Yeah. We just make jokes about like, listen, if I ever have a kid... <laughs> He's a boy. Yeah. You bring me this pink scooter, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> hey, I remember working at a toy store way back when, and a mom had come in, and her son loved pushing the stroller, mm. like, absolutely, and wanted to keep, was always trying to play with the dolls that either friends of his age that were girls had, or were in, like, a daycare or whatever, and so she was like, you know what, I think I kind of want to get him his own stroller, and a baby doll mm -hmm. and her her husband was really upset about it <laughs> and she was like i think i'm just gonna do it and we were all like yeah just do it show the patriarchy who cares what he says we were like why wouldn't you want your son to he's four he doesn't care and why wouldn't you want your son to like pretend to take care of a baby what is wrong with that that's wonderful that's that's a great thing you know that's beautiful beautiful it's beautiful so we've we saw it a lot actually and or we would have something that was like purple and the the dad would be like oh do you have it like in like blue or green or black yeah, you have it in black you have it in black like Ch batman the child will only play with black toys i find it in walmart the guy section has all of these amazing um like superhero shirts and stuff mm. that i would love to buy except they just are too big on me or they're too long and they don't have any curves whatsoever so they yeah. look weird on me women's section i can only find a pink batman symbol sparkles and that is it and they're all cut really weird and tiny in a tank top form sparkles for you i'm like i just want a t-shirt with some superheroes on it nope nope i'm not allowed nothing for you so these are the sorts of things that apparently the lego movie sequel will will dabble in a bit that's awesome so that's exciting 
That is exciting. I'm very excited. You should be excited. Are you excited? <sighs> I keep on touching this one arm. He's going to have a giant bruise. It's hitting me so much, you guys. Uh, sure, I'm excited. I'm more excited about going to get some club soda, which I'm going to do right now because we're going to take a break right here. Yeah, we are. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the things we each brought each other. I know I'm excited about the thing I brought in. I'm excited about the thing I brought in for specific reasons, but I'm pretty sure it's just going to be like a flat deadpan response. So, so much excitement coming to you after this break. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where Jordan and I talk about the things we brought each other. Um, this is probably going to be, prove to be a sort of interesting mix, one being not very exciting, but I'm still interested, and then Jordan's thing that he brought me being, like, probably super exciting. So hang on to your seats, because it's going to be a weird ride, if not bumpy. Before we get started, though, we have three rules. Yeah, we do. The first one being the rule of three, which is we will watch three installments of the thing we brought each other. So if it's a TV show, uh, three episodes, if it's a comic book, three issues, if it's a book, three chapters, um, just so that the thing gets a chance to become the thing it's trying to become. Yes. The second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which is the rule that we will not talk about the thing we have brought each other so that when we deliver our hot takes, they are fresh. C&J's Hot Take Emporium guarantees you the freshest takes. It's true. You should grab a coffee, tea, sit back, have these hot takes. It'll be great. Freshness guaranteed. I am envious. I'm envious of your ability to enjoy these fresh hot takes. (laughs) Because we've just, be we just been living with these takes. I know. We have to make them. You get to enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> totally different thing. Yeah. But we love, the, we love making takes. We love giving takes. Yeah. It's so. What, it's what we do for the community. <laughs> <laughs> um, the final rule is there will be spoilers. Um, one is a movie from quite a while ago, so not a big deal. The other is an anime from very recently. No. No? From how long ago? Um, like f- uh, nine years ago, maybe nine years ago. Okay. So, but if you haven't seen anything and you are one of those people who hates spoilers, um, then you should probably like take off, go enjoy the heat. We're not cause we're inside a tiny apartment. Oh my God. It's the worst. Um, we thought we were over this, but do we, do we have an alternative not? to Indian summer yet? That phrase. Um, why don't we call it? misguided summer misguided summer <laughs> for it's a double entendre here because yeah it is it is a misguided summer and it did not end and it was not in july or august <laughs> it got lost and it decided mid to late september was the moment to slap you with some more 26 degree weather Woo. um so yeah so let's get started we like to alternate so this week we are going to start with the thing that I brought Caitlin. As said in the front half of the show, I went through about two other things mm-hmm. before I settled on this. Because let's be honest, we get real good numbers when we do an anime. We do, yes. <laughs> clicks, clicks is better. I like to think, though, it just is a happenstance, <laughs> and that they just they all miss us and want to come back, and it just happens to be an anime episode. <laughs> Perhaps the data suggests anime gets better traffic. So I was trying to find an anime that was not those things that anime always is 
Yes. Um, should I just let you go and then we can talk about uh, a major issue with it? Or should I just like launch into it now? You should talk about it first. Let me set it up. I'm going to let you set it up. And we might fight by the time I get done this. Yeah. Um, so I had knew, I knew of this show property in theory mm-hmm. because it has widely been held up as one of the good ones. One of the good ones. Especially on the feminist side of things. Not perfect in that regard, but definitely better than 90% of what you're going to get as an anime fan with feminist sensibilities. And that is Kurage Hime, better known in English as Princess Jellyfish. This is a based on a Jose manga from Akiko Higashimura, which ran from October 25th, 2008 to August 25th, 2017. This thing just wrapped Ooh. up. I thought it ended a while ago because... Higashimura has also been getting some acclaim recently for doing that uh, Tokyo Tarareba girl manga about women in their 30s. Uh, I mentioned it's the Jose manga. What the hell is a Jose manga? Yeah. That is, so we talk about the demographics of manga and anime, shonen, shoujo, seinen. Jose is for like targeted late teens to early adulthood, but has a readership up to like women in their 50s. Right. So the stories are generally a little more mature. The characters are a little more mature. Sex can be addressed. <gasps> um, a lot more drama, slice of life type of things. Little more rooted in reality. Not that this is, but yeah. the issues at play are a little more realistic. If shoujo is like magical girls, really idealized romance, uh, Jose tends to be a little more realistic romance and very rare magical girl elements. Apparently also sometimes features men as the protagonist huh like manga for women usually done by women right um featuring male protagonists so it would be like almost if yuri on ice was a manga yeah basically um jose manga apparently exploded in the throughout the 1980s because japan figured out much earlier um a thing that north america still doesn't really know which is like women like comics (laughs) yeah women will read them um so that became a huge seller as a genre. I don't know that Princess Jellyfish is one of the larger titles in Japan. It has been a very good seller in the manga has been a huge seller in North America. Okay. Um, so what we have here is it is the story of a bunch of women who live in Amami Zukan, which is a like women's only dorm right. sort of facility. Um, none of them are students. No, they're all they call neats yep not educated employed or trained i believe is the phrase basically mm-hmm. just they're just kind of losers um they all have social anxieties yep. to varying degrees or are just weirdos or are just weirdos uh they refer to themselves as the amars or the amars which means nuns that's kind of how they consider themselves yep. it's kind of them hunkered down against the world uh among them are Chieko, who is the building manager and loves dolls and traditional Japanese clothing. Yep. There is Mayaya, who is obsessed with the records of Three Kingdoms, which is an actual like historical yes. record of ancient China. Um, everything she says is viewed through the lens of the records of the Three Kingdoms. I have a a really large statue of one of the figures Ruh-roh. in that in my Ruh-roh. in my home. <laughs> Uh, there's also Banba, who is short with a giant afro that obscures her face. She loves trains. Yep. There is Gigi, who apparently is always worried about getting sick, which is why you don't see her as much. Uh, her thing is old men. Yep. <laughs> which I enjoy. 
Um, and as well, a hikikomori named uh, Juan Maidro, who is a very successful yaoi, which is boy love, yep. homosexual male, uh, mangaka. And you never see her. She stays in her room. If they need to speak to her, they slide a note under the door, and then she slides out a response. Yep. And our protagonist is Tsukimi, who is in her early 20s, I believe, and she loves jellyfish. Yes, she does. And basically because she used to go to an aquarium with her mom all the time. Her mom has since passed. Her mom, uh, did she say jellyfish are like the, the princesses of the sea or something like that? Or that they, they, had, like they have the... ruffles like a princess's dress sort of thing? Yeah. Um, and... One night, Tsukimi is going by the pet store where they have jellyfish. I don't even know you could buy jellyfish at a pet store. but Yeah, they have they have a jellyfish and two jellyfish are in the same tank. Yes. And, and they're different. They are, they are different breeds and averse. They are not meant to coexist. No. And Tsukimi is very upset about this and is trying to get this across to the pet store owner. It's, the store's closed. It's late at night. Yeah. She's trying to get this across to him poorly because she's very socially awkward. Yeah. And the scene is encountered by a beautiful woman. Yes. A hipster, as they are called throughout the show. Hipsters generally, you might have had different subtitles. I had different, well, um, I had different subtitles and different dubbing. Some of the subtitles I saw referred to popular, beautiful people as hipsters. Okay. Um, who the nuns are like terrified of. Oh, absolutely Hate terrified. Um, so Tsukimi is like, manages to swallow it being in the presence of this beautiful person because this person uh, is interested enough in the situation to help her out and basically buy the jellyfish yeah who she names clara um and all the supplies needed to maintain it comes out to about 200 bucks and yep. she's like well that was more than i was expecting <sighs> but this is interesting uh they get back to the dorm and you come to find out that this beautiful woman is not a woman no he's a dude yeah. named kuranosuke koibuchi he's the son of a very rich political family um he just enjoys fashion and cross-dressing yeah just kind of what he likes and he keeps coming around the dorm because he finds all of them more interesting than anything that's happening at his place. He's kind of had his fill of being super popular and hanging around with the vapid popular people. Mm -hmm. He likes this, these cruel lunatics that hang out in the dorm. And a subplot starts to, an overarching plot starts to form. Not initially, I think, but that um, basically the area is being redeveloped. Yep. And the building is threatened with destruction at one point, And they are trying to find ways to save the building to so they can stay living there. And uh, Kurakos, which is the name he goes by when he's at the dorm, because men are not allowed. His brother takes a liking to Tsukimi uh, later on, because at one point they all get makeovers. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yep. So I thought about giving you this show. Mm -hmm. Went to watch the first three episodes. Yeah. And was so enamored by everything in this show. Mm -hmm. I adored it. And I binged the entire thing. It's only 11 episodes. Okay. I binged the whole thing in a week. So. And Kaylin and I are about to have a fight. Why did you not like Princess Jellyfish? I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought you had watched this show ages ago. And they've only just given it to me now. What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I just watched it. I, well, you said it had been out for nine years and seemed to be like, oh, yeah, I watched it like nine years ago. And I was like, what the hell took you because it's a stupid show for girls, and why was I going to watch it? Here's the thing. I love stupid shows for girls. They're fucking great. They're amazing. Like, I saw Nana once before, and you may get that next, because Nana fucking, like, I lived for. I, I this, can't. Guys, this show is so fucking good. It is. It's ridiculously good. Now, there are 
there are issues, right? Yes. But as far as like representation in anime goes, this is amazing. And if I can put, I do put those things aside. If this is not the um, kill a kill putting aside, <laughs> like that was impossible. This, like the small issues that I'm having with it, that's just me um, wanting. We have got to get you into professional poker playing because. What? You, was... you just stone faced the entire time. I'm like, this is going to go fucking terrible. She hated this show. I'm going to be mad because I loved it. It was literally yeah. like the best. The show was the best thing that happened to me last week. Like, um, I loved it. It's I, I got to episode four. And I tried to watch episode five. I didn't have any data left. I was so <laughs> angry on the train. I brought my charger for my phone specifically so that I could try and watch as many episodes as possible on the train. Um, this show is so good. What did you like about it? I liked um, all of the female characters and like there are so many shows that that they always like even if they have like an awkward character so many of them are just like hot beautiful people characters mm. they're all super awkward yeah. and I love that they're all giant dorks oh, like yeah. like unbelievable nerds like awkward people level nerds. And I love it. I like the whole so crux of the first episode is she wants to go to the aquarium to see a, this jellyfish but exhibit, she's, but she's too, it's too much, too many beautiful people too yeah. the crowds are too big. She just can't do it. And she wants to duck back and go home. And we don't know what that's like at all. At all. At all. <laughs> it's not <laughs> no. anything that's ever never happened done to us. That. Nope. They've never just turned around or not left my house, even though I was fully made up and had a bag and my shoes on and my coat. And I was just like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope. I've never done that. Um, so I love that. I love the I'm the things happen with the characters that I'm not expecting. Um, like, you expect that the male lead, I, I'm... Don't know what um, Kura. Kura. Um, you think you know he's going to win them over? You do not expect him to win them over with meat, um, <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense because they're all poor, which is another thing. Yes, the characters poor. are never like really poor. They're living on an allowance basically, and because they're all giant dorks and nerds, every dime they get goes to that thing they're interested and in. You don't know anything about. And that, I don't know Jordan, anything do about. You? I don't know anything about living on rice and spam for. A week because yeah. I bought a fucking Tatsuro Yamashita record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they and they do and they talk about that and um, they pull their money together so that they can have one like really good hot pot meal a week. And oh my god, they're so mad. He's there for hot pot. <laughs> I know, and, and he spoils hot and just having a thing that you look forward to being spoiled by an interloper that is something i've experienced like there were just so many moments that i'm like oh my god i've been through that oh my god I've been this through show that. made me bust out laughing i can't remember an anime that made me actually <laughs> guffaw like when her hair is on fire she just <laughs> puts it's it that out or just her general reaction or the fact that they go stone whenever <laughs> like yes. they're or like the imaginary character of Clara yes. being like popping up and being I like, like every time it's like, how do you make your money? Or do you guys have jobs? She'll yeah. pop up and be like, Hey, Clara here. Let you know. Top five things not to ask. <laughs> Number one on the list of things not to ask the nuns this week. Do you have a job? Um, yeah. Or just even the commercial break. Clara thing. tequila. Tequila. Why? Why? Why does it say that? I don't know. Um, yeah. I was just so floored by this show. So basically what ends up happening later on is, like I said, Kuranosuke, I think it's his name, Kura K. He is very into fashion. You could probably make a 
case on you could make the argument that he's not a great character that's kind of like I really he's clearly straight but he likes cross-dressing How, and, okay so there are three things hmm. my first reaction to finding out he was straight i mean you obviously know he's a guy as soon as basically yes. almost as soon as he shows up especially if it's dubbed it's a guy doing hmm. the voice and so you immediately immediately know he's straight or, or um, a guy, rather. Um, I was disappointed. I thought we were going to get an actual good depiction of La- someone. Lady friendship story? Uh, or just, yeah. and Or just someone who um, was transgendered. I was like, oh my gosh, Japan mm. is doing something with a transgendered person. No. And then it was like, oh. And then I thought maybe he was a drag queen because um, Japan doing something and that has a gay character. That's amazing. No. Now. Do, are there cross-dressing men out there who are straight? Absolutely. One of my favorites ever, Eddie Izzard. That mm. is Eddie Izzard. He's straight. He dates women, but he loves dressing in ladies' clothing. Something about him. So they do exist out there. Um, I just thought it was going to be more advanced than that, and that was a little disappointing. And, you know, there are some issues... That both of the brothers are falling in love with the main female character. That's obvious. Um, nosebleeds are always funny in anime. You got ladies having nosebleeds I at know, one point. I know. Um, always funny. So there are good things and bad things. Um, um, like there's both sides of the coin. Um, yeah, but I'm and I know there's going to be like makeovers, and there already has been some makeovers involved. Mm. I'm just hoping that the makeovers serve a higher purpose well potential spoiler but i want the people to know that this was my absolute favorite thing the show did so basically they start having their like town hall meetings informational sessions about you know the redevelopment of the area and they want to go or they don't really you know they're awkward introverts yeah he's got he's got to like because he loves the place and he th- likes them. And he's yeah. like, you need to save this place. Like, we need to figure this out. And they're, and they're, like, all, like, eh. they're all like, eh, eh, eh. Um, and before they go to this meeting, it's either they try to go and it doesn't work and they, they what's out. Or he does it ahead of time. He gives them all makeovers. And he says, this isn't about changing who you are. This is battle armor. Which is funny. because That's been great to know because I... Don't know if I talked about it on the show. I think I might have how I I put my makeup on like it's like it's like war paint. Mm. Like when I do it, it's not like dab 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 <laughs> brush brush brush. I like put it on like under my like football players, and then I just like give myself tribal looking Palm like over your face. yeah like tribal looking stuff because the reason I wear makeup if I wear makeup it's armor. Yeah, it's even literally I so we I was going to the bridal shower yesterday. I hadn't had makeup on. Um, I like did some hair stuff. I like plumped a little (laughs) Um, and because I have flat hair Um, and we went and we had some time and I was like, okay, well, I was going to put my makeup on the car, but I'll just put it on in the bathroom. They're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Um, Perfect. So I put on the bathroom. I come out and basically everyone there is like. We don't really notice a difference because the makeup I do wear, it's not a lot and I'm not very good at it. So I don't go, I'm not trying to do like the wings and shit. Um, And they don't notice a difference, but I feel like there's a difference. Um, So that is great. And the reason I look a certain way and have makeup on at work is because there's a certain type of of armor I need to have at work. Um, And unfortunately, 
you get more respect as a woman if you are dressed and look a certain way. And that is basically what he says to them because the, there is a woman who's leading these discussions. I don't right. know if you've met her yet by episode four. She's a troublesome character. Right. Um, she basically kind of gets set up to be like a harpy, like a one note type of harpy character. Oh, I see. So yeah. that's not great. No. Um, but I think they've encountered her early and they're like totally intimidated by her because she dresses like a you know professional woman type of thing. Yeah. And that's what Karanske says to them. It's like, these clothes, this makeup is not about changing who you are. I don't want to change who you are. Like, I, I love all you guys. Like, but this is, this is how you exist and get by in that world. This is what you have to do to exist in that world. Right. Um, and I just thought that was, I was not expecting that. I was like, this show's really funny. I like all the nerdy stuff, but is this going to be like some, you know, ugly duckling swan? You know, is this going to be, are we just going to swan her and yeah. she's going to get confidence and everything's going to be great? No, by 11 episodes, she's still a giant fucking dork. <laughs> um, she just dresses in better clothes occasionally. Um, and 90% of the time, she's still in a gray sweatsuit with her hair and braided pigtails with glasses. Which I love. Um, I also love like... One, so she encounters her brother. It's one of those scenes where he walks in and she's like half got this kimono off. <laughs> Long story. It's amazing. But and I, of course, the whole time I'm freaking out about the kimono and I'm like, oh, God, don't rip it. Oh, God, what are you doing? Um, and she's like trying to get it off her because they need her for something. And she like comes out and then the brother sees her and she's mortified. And the thing is, she goes, I'm, I'm wearing this old thing without a bra that I've had since like high school. It's got like stains all over it. Um, and I love that because I've, I've been there, been there, done that. <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot of, I just felt like I bonded with this show. Again, some issues, but not something that I can't look past to see the much bigger, better picture. Yeah, nothing that you will, nothing you can't get over because the characters are just so endearing. I yeah. like, I loved all of them. There was not a character I did not just adore in this show. Except and, for the harpy lady. And even she, 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 She's troublesome, but she's not irredeemable. Um, um, the oh, sorry, the prime minister uncle. <laughs> um, I'm just like, what is going on? He's so cute, Kawaii. <laughs> he, he he loves when his nephew dresses up, As, dresses up in ladies' clothes. Yeah, he thinks she looks. He thinks he looks great. Um, and the pisser is that apparently it, you know, and this may just be an issue of the Noitamina block, or just in general. I don't think the anime really set the world on fire because it's like. 11 episodes and some bonus specials and that's all they did like it and it's never coming back like so you made me all happy and excited and now you just crushed me so you can crush me you can benjamin have the best week ever or you can uh you can stretch him out or just do what i'm gonna do and probably rewatch the whole fucking thing again because i (sighs) loved it so much and yes uh, apologies for like i knew it existed but and knew the reputation it kind of had um but did not make an effort soon enough to see if it was something that would bring joy to your life. I was legitimately going to get so angry at you. It was like, how have you had this the whole time? <laughs> just sitting on it. Yeah. Per- perfect thing. I just thought, man, there's other yeah, shit. Whatever. I'd rather give her uh, a punchline. Give me uh, kill a kill. You can give me this. <laughs> yeah. What are we giving Princess Jellyfish? Uh, nine. That's, that's appropriate. Um, I don't know what of your streaming services are out there. Probably Funimation. First two episodes are available for sub and dub for nothing on Funimation's YouTube channel. Yeah. You can go giving it out there. Check that out if you like. See if it is a sort of thing that you would like to have in your life. And uh, yeah, I loved having it in my life. And, and I would say I did like the dub. It was actually pretty good. But I loved the subtitles. I'd be curious to go back and check out the dub. Yeah. 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 Just theme, theme song's great. Oh, theme song is amazing. Theme song's great. Closing theme song's great. Closing credits are great. Um, just, just, just good. It was all around good. Just 
It's really good. When you find Fantastic. one, when you stumble across one like that, that's just like, oh, you're just doing everything right. Yeah. Uh, I know we joke about this a lot, but uh, Kira, you should totally watch the show. This show, you would love the show. Yeah. And nothing as upsetting as what happened in that last episode of Main Abyss. Um, and, uh, and also you could totally just be a character in the show. Just write yourself in. This is for you. Definitely. This is for you. Moving on. Moving on. So not as exciting. As Caitlin continues to (sighs) tick off all those movies I refuse to watch. All the, all the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, I'm, I'm not going to bring Jordan all of them. It's not like I'm going to keep on giving him each one. I'm not that invested in it, <laughs> but I did really come away from this movie and went, I really like that movie. That was an awesome movie, just on its own, not even just being a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but I just thought it was well done and I enjoyed it and I thought, I just, I don't know. I just came away from the, the theater, like seeing it in the theater going, that was amazing to see in the theater. Like it was so much fun. It was well-written. Um, there were issues. There's always issues with Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but I did like it. Um, what I am talking about is the second Captain America movie, which is Captain America Winter Soldier, which I think they like announced like while Captain America was out. Like they, <laughs> Probably. Like everyone knew it was coming. Um it uh, came out in 2014. It was the ninth movie in the MCU. Um, it was obviously the the first uh, sequel after Captain America. Um, and it uh, starred Chris Evans as Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, Kobe uh, Smolders. Um, and it was directed by the Russo brothers, who have come up a couple times. Um, the Russo brothers um, had done a lot of work for, with Arrested Development and Community and will be, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to give this to you, will be directing Avenger, Avengers Infinity War 1 and 2. Community just keep being the, the secret weapon of tentpole blockbusters. Yes. Um, and it was also, it was written by uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. And um, McFeely, I believe, uh, he wrote or helped write the first um Avenger, like Captain America, the first Avenger mm-hmm. movie, um, which I also really liked. Um, so they were sort of had a whole bunch of things going for it that I enjoyed. Um, basically, what happens? I guess I better read the synopsis because I'm going to go it off the off the dome, and I don't do that as well as you do. <laughs> I forget things. Uh, things this up. took place. This was the one of the bridge movies between Avengers one and two. Is that where this? Uh, yeah, it happened. Fell somewhere in there. The first Wave 2, Phase 2 Marvel movies? Yes. I believe that's well, some phase. Some phase. What is it? Like everything, everything, led up, everything led up to Avengers 1. And then I think Iron Man 3 and Winter Soldier were the two that came out before Age of Ultron. I think. And then came Age of Ultron. Yes. Yeah, the, the tag of... The tag of Winter Soldier is, yes. leads very directly into Age of Ultron. It does. Um, in Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Black Widow, and Falcon join forces to uncover a conspiracy within S.H.I.E.L.D. while facing a mysterious assassin known as the Winter Soldier. Um, which is kind of all you need to know. Yeah. Um, basically, it does... I know there's an issue with Marvel movies in that they do like a step-by-step, like this is point A, this is point B, this is how we need you to get there, these are the characters we need you to involve... 
problem with the formula, but I feel like this is one of the movies where they actually used bits of, say, like, 70s spy thriller stuff in it. Um, And I enjoyed the sort of conspiracy theory-esque-ness of it. Like, who's doing what? Who's doing it? Why are they doing it? What's going on? Um, And like I said, I just enjoyed it. So, Jordan, how much did you not like this movie or like it? You're not alone in your assessment of this movie because this was one of the Captain America movies in general, I think, were the ones that first sort of figured out what they had already figured out in the comics, which is that, you know, superheroes can be a mode of telling any story. Yes. Um, you don't always have to blow up a city in every, you know, Marvel movie. No, you do not. And, you know, First Avenger was a war movie. It was. It was a, war, yeah. you know, it was a World War II story. Um, and like you said, this was basically featured a much tighter cast. It's not really sprawling. Yeah. And has a lot of those, like, 70s espionage, suspense sort of conspiracy things in it. Um, And these all work to its benefit. This is... I like this better than Guardians. I liked it better than Ant-Man. Like Really? Oh. Um, Now, I I have a very... um, Of all of them, I have a soft spot for Chris Evans as Captain America... More than and even Downey as Iron Man. Yeah, like, I really love Chris Evans as. I love him, and I love him in this role. And I don't even know where that comes from with me as a comic fan. Right, it's like I was a huge Captain America fan, but I just I always just kind of like the whole like man at a time thing. Like I always, I always like respected. I like I always liked that in him as a character. The wholesomeness. Um, yeah, and just you know, it's just uh, you can always rely on Cap. Always rely on Cap. You know, he's like Superman. He's like it's always white bread and he's boring or whatever. But you can just always rely on him. And Isn't that nice? I like him um, when his uh, there's sort of these lines of loyalty, and he always does the right thing. Like there's a deeper morality going on. Sometimes I know when I get to uh, Civil War, which I probably will sooner than later at this point, um, that will probably irritate me. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Uh, so basically, you know, spoiler for a four-year-old movie or in <laughs> Civil War and everything else. Um, this movie takes its title from the work of comic writer Ed Brubaker, who took over Captain America in uh, 2002 or three. Or You're looking at me like I know, and I'm like, <laughs> this is all you, Jordan. And his first big, like, coming out story was The Winter Soldier. And basically, The Winter Soldier, this, you know one arm one metal armed you know assassin. super assassin turns out to be bucky, bucky and Barnes. this is not that big a deal in the movies but in the comics was huge it was massive because, because that... bucky died in the 40s yeah like, actually and bucky or he didn't did he die or he was just he was never seen from again yeah. he was he they everyone said whatever mission cap ended up getting frozen on like nobody saw bucky and bucky was yeah. the only the joke is always nobody stays dead in comics except for uncle ben and bucky like but this change that but brubaker was like well fuck it why does he have to like why is this why is this sacred canon and he was like came up with this story where what if the russians found bucky and what if they made him into a you know their own super soldier super assassin type thing um and that is what you have here where you know bucky 
it, Bucky Barnes is the, is the Winter Soldier working on behalf of Hydra, who has like infiltrated the entire government and Shield, and like, in, like you said, that whole seventies espionage thing, like you know. Redford's not a coincidence. No, like, not at all. I loved that casting. Red, I thought that was great. Redford casting. was picked to play the like you know evil director working on Shield's behalf in the government, like yeah. for a reason because you know, all the president's men, espionage type so of so many chicanery type of type of thing. He was one of your go-to guys in the seventies for that yeah. type of role. So yeah, he it was amazing that sickest mustache you've <laughs> ever seen. So it was amazing that they got him. They got him in this part. Um, Things that work to the movie's benefit. Yes, I liked uh, I liked the smaller cast. I like that we basically just had um, Black Widow, Cap, and the Falcon. Also, I gotta say, I remember leaving that movie and going, "That should be the Avengers movie." Like just those three, just, or just like the small, tight knit group. Like it was so good, it was so tight, and it, I think it made it a lot better. Um, I liked the touching on the. Uh, they didn't have to put the stuff about the VA, and. And, you know, the fact that Sam Wilson runs, like, a group for vets yeah. type of thing. Like, you didn't have to put that in there, but it was nice that you did. Yes. I appreciated that. Um, I love the fact that no bystanders ever get killed in these movies. Nope. It's magic. <laughs> Just firing off fucking <laughs> 40 caliber shells through the middle of downtown Atlanta. Or, sorry, D.C. or wherever the hell they are. They are. Uh, yeah. Faceless yes. city. Um, also, I... I can never get over, like, the power scaling that has to happen in these movies to, like, make people believable. Like, that assassin or that uh, terrorist pirate from the first front of the movie. Yeah. Um, basically, they get sent into, like, they get sent in like, a hostage situation on some ship, which is basically, this is how it starts, where it's, like, they got sent in, but basically Fury let the piracy happen or something. People are just working against each other, foreign against each other. But basically, like, it's, like, Cap fighting this, like, head pirate guy. And it's like, I don't care if you're George St. Pierre, you are not taking a kick from Captain America no. and getting up after the fact if you're just a dude. I yeah. don't care how fucking gonked of a dude you are, Captain America will kick a hole in you. He will. I Yeah. No, he should. Um, Nice to see Gary Shanley. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see him. Hail Hydra. And also, there was a moment at the end where, like, during our big, huge thing, which, by the way, nobody has noticed... That these three giant helicarriers are like hovering over hovering. the middle of Washington and explosions are happening everywhere. Of course not. Nobody, nobody has any, nobody takes any notice of that whatsoever. Um, but when <laughs> Redford has been like chairing this committee of like international intelligence committee, whatever, and it's basically you know an Asian dude, a Middle Eastern dude, a European dude, and a woman. Yeah. And he's breaking down his like nefarious plan. He makes like he's going to shoot somebody. Suddenly the woman kicks the shit out of everybody. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's been Black Widow the whole time. And she's in like this like blue power suit, um, you know, diplomatic power suit. And then when she is finally like fleed and they're going to like pick up Cap or whatever, she's in like the leather jumpsuit again. I was like, when did you have time to change? We're amazing. I remember I told you all those things in our bags. <laughs> <laughs> so in her leather cat suit, in her, in her fake diplomat, <laughs> in her fake diplomat purse. She just has the, it's like, it's like Dragon Ball. It's like the Capsule Corporation. She just has a little pill and it's like, boop, and there yeah. it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, of these movies, you know, not, not without stupid, not without problems, but of these type of movies, like, this was one of the better ones I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I'm not, and you know, I'm going to check it, you know, when <laughs> the second they started fighting on the helicarrier, I was like, all right, I'm going to go clean the kitchen. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> just playing in the background. If something happens, I'll figure it out. I don't know that they did the best job of making the Falcon like believable as someone who can hang. He can hang. He can totally <laughs> like, they hang. They literally had to have him dodging like, you know, anti-aircraft gunfire. <laughs> Like, and, and then I'm like, but he's diving. He has no weapon. And he finally pulled out some, a couple guns. And I'm like, it's like you have no weapons. What are you doing here? He can. He All can you can do is fly. He can, have an actual falcon. He can hang. He can hang. I don't think they did the best job of proving that he can hang. Um, he can hang. It's like, it's like, whoop! Bucky don't rip the wing off. You're done. That's true. And then yeah, he did get to fight um, one of the head shield operatives or Hydra operatives. In like a conference room, but I think I was dusting while that happened. He did a great. You did a great job, Falcon. <laughs> Don't job. listen to hey, him. And listen, Anthony Mackie is just happy to be there. That dude is just living his best he life. He's just is so excited to be there. <laughs> he's just all he has wanted is to be in these movies, and yeah. he is so happy about it. Yeah. So shouts to you, sir. Um. Yeah. This is like an eight. Wow. Okay. Because you, you, sh- we should play poker together. Because there, when I was talking about <laughs> it, and you were like stone faced, I'm like, he's either gonna surprise me you're gonna be like this is the worst thing i've ever seen why did you give this to me um no so i like that it was playing on a quote-unquote smaller field it's not a fucking the aliens coming down it's not you know space snakes destroying new york type of thing like it's just some of us like space snakes destroying new york listen space snakes are fine but first it was space snakes and then we had to like lift a city out of europe and drop it on the ground again and god only knows what the fuck infinity war is going to be oh it's going to be the world's destruction oh my god i'm not even i'm not even ready for that bullshit you guys i'll tell you when it comes out god it's gonna have 900 fucking characters in it it's gonna be amazing i mean the russo brothers are doing it so i mean i have faith it'll be serviceable but jesus christ it's gonna be so good so good Nine. I mean, eight. You say. <laughs> no, eight. Don't, don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. It's but an I'm, eight. Hey, I'm so excited. It was an eight. I was not expecting that at all. But, but then I also remember people like bitching and moaning that like when Age of Ultron came out, it like totally like undid all the like winter soldieriness of those relationships. Like I don't think so at suddenly, all. Suddenly, then the widow was just like a prop to keep. No. Banner from wigging out and like, where did that come from? Okay, and that you that had, was you had all this stupid. like you know Steve and Natasha awesomeness and Winter Soldier, and it was just like then they see each other again. It's like, oh hey, what's up? Yeah, I yeah that was upsetting. Um, well, there's only one female character, so you have to get her to be a love interest for every <laughs> single male character. So and shouts to Fox Studios, by the way. I don't know what that movie that's coming out that everybody said, but it's basically the Black Widow movie, but not the Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> Fox was basically like, fuck it, if you're not going to make it, we will. Which I'm pretty pissed off about, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and though I've got to say, I, I'm, you have to watch Age of Ultron just because of like one piece and it basically. I've seen Age of Ultron. Oh, you have? Yeah. Oh, so the. Time drag me there. You paid for it. Oh yeah. So that you've seen the, like the Bucky, um, Falcon, like, or was that, oh no, it's probably Civil War, kid. Probably Civil War. Oh my God, so good. That's what I'm getting next week. Oh my God, no, I'm not going to give it to you. Watch it when you can. Do some dishes, but there's just like <laughs> a relationship there that is just so amazing, and I just want there to be a movie of them, of the two people, and it just yeah, fighting, so fighting for dad's attention. Yeah, so good, so good. It's an eight. Well, there you go. 
Oh, look at that. It was it was fine. You you will have me on board if you don't blow up a city, if you keep the character count, if you keep the people I have to care about under like, you know, ninety. <laughs> oh dear. And if you have Chris Evans in it. Because you have loved him ever since Scott Pilgrim. So good. Yeah, he was great in Scott Pilgrim. Everyone was great in Scott Pilgrim. If you haven't watched Scott Pilgrim, watch it. Watch, watch that. it. Watch it again. Yeah, watch it right now. Don't watch don't even for, forget about Winter Soldier. Just watch Go watch Scott Pilgrim again. Yeah. Um you will believe Michael Sarah has titanium forearms. Dude could block anything with his he forearms. Can. Anyway, well, that was a good outing. Yeah, and then we're going to have another good outing. We're going to have another good outing. If you're not on our Instagram, which is at GeekdownPod, you probably want to get over there as soon as you're done listening to this, because you're about to watch somebody lose their goddamn mind. It's going to be great. In a store full of things that were designed just for this person. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, so we're going to go do that right now. It's going to be so great. <laughs> Socials, like we said at the top, Twitter at GeekdownPod, Instagram at GeekdownPod, email us GeekdownPod at gmail.com, or on Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. We also neglected to mention at the top, so hopefully you're still here and interested. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But if you would like to support this endeavor financially, we would love that. We would. We have a Patreon where you can do that. It's at patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Tons of information over there for as little as $5 a month. That's it. You can get episode previews, the Geekdown playlist, which drops every week. Usually with an essay from me or your lovely co-host, Ms. McKinnon. That'd be me. For $10 or more a month, you get bonus episodes. Bonus? Who doesn't love bonus episodes? More of this bullshit. You will get to hear me learn how to play Dungeons and & Dragons. And, beep 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 news, the next bonus episode is coming out next week sometime. Next week, you will get your next installment. What's going on with Gressith the Red Dragonborn Paladin? Last we saw him, he was just, no, you don't get to know. You didn't oh, pay for it. Oh. But it was a cliffhanger, y'all. It was a cliffhanger. And the episodes are amazing and hilarious. So you should definitely... <laughs> we, we really just really loosen it up on the bonus episodes. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Fuck count drops considerably. <sighs> anyway, that is how you can support the show. It would really mean the world to us. If you could, a dollar a month. If half of y'all... Did that? Gave us a dollar a month. It would really... It would... Really, oof. really improve things around here. Get more fans. Guests. Guests, y'all. Don't you, don't you want to hear us awkwardly bump up against other people? Yeah. Wouldn't that make for great radio? It make great radio. There'll be more chairs in here. You'll be able to hear us get stressed out with the other people thinking we're idiots. Oh, I'm going to have way more written down. It'll just be so, so much awkwardness brought directly to you. Chauncey will be embarrassed to even bring it to you. He's just going to like look away as he drops into your phone just like, ugh. Or bike really fast. Like, throw it. Like a newspaper. Like a paper boy. Anyway, check out patreon.com slash geekdownpod for all that information. Any support you can give the show means the world to us and will make more of a difference than you know. Thank you so much. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will see you next week. Quit getting fired up before the episode's no, officially just, started. Just you can use this as a tag, but it's just like it's just like when you have the the fitted sheets and you like you're not sure if it's a fitted sheet, so you like go through your sheets <laughs> and then you have to unfold it and then you're like fuck. And so what you do is you like stuff it under another fit another sheet so no one knows that you undid the fitted sheet. I'm getting none of that fan.